Let's see. Mentor Box, a company me and Alex started. Did 37,000 yesterday. 1,086 recurring payments yesterday, 457 customers. Today we made 33,000, the day's not over. 1,358 payments, 246 customers. Not bad. Eight figure business. Yeah. I see people posting on social media. Does Ty know anything about business? I don't know. Well, I spend 10 minutes a day you know, on that business. Thing or two, trust me. That's e-com little side business to an eight figures. <laughs> Alex though is the PhD <laughs> with uh, MBA. He start he started, but he did you did drop out of Berkeley. I did. And he started a business that does under 75 million in revenue. So yeah. sometimes you just gotta show people. You know, sometimes people just talk crap and like, oh, you don't know anything about business. Well, people lie, but numbers don't. So if I told you I know about business. I could be lying, but if I show you a Stripe account, that's not even all the revenue yeah, from just one, one business, business that I spend $10 million, I mean, 10 minutes, 10 mi minutes a month on. Mm -hmm. It's not just how much you make, it's how much you make for the time you put in. So I put an hour a month, let's say, which I don't, but if I did put an hour, maybe, maybe now I do an hour a month or so. Yeah. Let's say you do eight figures in 12 hours a year, you know, it makes then good return on investment. Good return. <laughs> so I, I, I like other things besides business. I like life. I like travel. I like reading. And, and so I'm not the best businessman in the world, but to my critics, post your numbers and then, you know, but don't just post your gross revenue, post your revenue per minute worked. That's what I care about. You know, yeah, you can grind 17 hours a day and hardly sleep and drive your body and health in the ground. But as the saying goes, what does it profit a man to gain the world and die? So to me, it's just your most precious unit of measurement is your time. So always measure, especially you entrepreneurs. How much you making per unit of time you're putting in, per unit of life energy, you know, so... Good luck out there. I hope you I hope you do way better than me. It's always there's always someone better. It's like basketball. I grew up playing basketball in the projects. Second you think you're the best one out there, someone's better. Someone comes whips up on you. You know, I never think I'm the best business person, but at the other end, I ain't the worst. Not many people have an eight-figure side business. That's one of many businesses. So, you know, keep focused on your own thing. Criticize other people less, you'll do better. Trust me. This couple of minutes you just listened to was a video that I posted to my YouTube and Twitter and Instagram, just sharing. I was in the kitchen. Alex, my business partner, was visiting, and somebody had sent me a post uh, where someone on Instagram said, Ty, you know, Ty doesn't have any real businesses. His only business is teaching other people about business you know, like this kind of circular thing. Like, I don't know anything about business. So we were looking at stats on one of my side businesses, Mentor Box. And um, I said, Alex, let me just shoot a video. So I pulled out my phone and I shot a video and, and done $37,000, 1,200 recurring payments yesterday and 33,000 today. And this is at profit. It's profitable business. And I just shot a little video, you know, and that's what you just heard. The reason I'm kind of recording this for you now, what I want you to understand is a couple things. One, and it's not about me, okay? Uh, I can make this all about me and say, see, 
I actually know about business, but that that's irrelevant. You, at the end of the day, you make money for yourself. And you will always find people that don't believe in you. But, and this is the interesting thing, in hindsight over the last five years, um, I think there's a balance in responding to people. So I guess what I want to talk about today is how do you respond to people who are aggressive towards you? Because you're going to hear different schools of thought in life and in business and in day-to-day living and in romance and all these. One of those is turn the other cheek and this is always the best approach. And other people are, you know, like the mafia. It's like you got to fuck them before they fuck you. This kind of hyper-aggression. And um, so I'll just, before I give my kind of two cents, I'll share with you what I actually did. So I, I wrote back, there was one comment on YouTube I just thought I would pick that one. And the comment on YouTube said, Ty, you are some piece of fucking work, dude. So does your high side hustle do 1 million an hour or 1 million a month? The reason is because I put a, the title was 1 million an hour from a side hustle. So he goes, so does your side hustle do 1 million a month or 1 million an hour? Because your video and the description are conflicting. Now, I don't know what's confusing about it. I work one hour a month and the business does a million dollar in that one hour. I mean, in the month, but I work one hour. You don't count the time you're not working. In fact, the main point of my video is that it's how much you make per unit of time invested. So it's not misleading. If, if I'm not saying that I make a million an hour while I sleep with that business. That's like a lawyer saying, yo, I... uh I charge a thousand bucks an hour. Well, we all know that's not 24 hours a day. It's when he works. So the point was, anyway, he, he missed it. He said, also you're investing in side company. I don't think he understands that I started mentor box, but <laughs> so he goes, anyone can get kickbacks from their investments and say they make that much per minute because a check cleared, pull your head out of your ass, dude. Well, mentor box is very steady revenue, thousand recurring payments, 65,000 people on rebilling. So he said, gross revenue tie doesn't equal gross profit. A real businessman would know this and not conflate the two in order to make people believe you make more than you do. You sound like a man-child version of Logan Paul flaunting your side hustle on the internet. Get a real fucking hobby, asshole. So I said, wait a sec. Throwing straw man arguments at me won't work. Businesses are valued in various ways. One of them is gross revenue. Uber, Tesla, Apple didn't have net income. They increased the net worth of the owners, though. They reinvested the profits to grow their net worth. MentorBox was already valued a year and a half ago at $40 million. That's real cash infusion valuation last year. So I, what I should have said in this video, I actually didn't brag as much as I could. I made a million dollars in net worth per month with this business in one hour. A million dollars per hour of net worth. So I said to him, what's your argument? So again, this, this is not to brag, it's to talk about responding to people and why you got to respond to people. But I'm glad he responded because it made me realize, hey, it did better than I thought. <laughs> so let's talk about responding to people, okay? Because some people will say to me, Ty, why do you respond to people like this? Like, what's the point? They're not listening. And I will tell you, you don't always respond to get the benefit of answering the hater. You respond so that good people won't get confused. 
And there's a balance. You can over-respond and over-respond. You're going to go into business and things are going to happen. You're going to proceed through life and people are going to accuse you of things. The reason at times I recommend you respond is because when you don't, it confuses the people who are on the fence about you or even kind of like you but don't know you so well. So I think... If you see an article about you online, if you see a tweet by an acquaintance or somebody, I would say flip a coin. 50% of the time, leave it alone. Or even more, 70% of the time. But don't leave it alone all the time. Because it starts to look suspicious. It'd be like if police came to your house and said, yo, we, somebody said you murdered someone in your house. Can we come in and look in the living room? And you're like, no, and you slam the door. Well, why are you not responding? If you're innocent... You're happy to respond and say, yeah, come in and look. Let me explain. The reason you heard the loud noise was I was watching a movie and it's a movie. There was a shooting in the movie and my, your, uh, you know, my next door neighbor overheard it. You give a reason. Now, uh, once again, that's an oversimplification, but just be careful in life of being too extreme. As Charlie Munger said, avoid extreme ideologies. Avoid an ideology that says you must reply to every single slight against you. Look, the world is unfair. You're going to have to deal with injustice. You're going to have to deal about people saying things and misconstruing things. And people don't always lie, but they kind of make it in there to their advantage. You know, they tell the story factually, but they use a tone of voice and they omit this and omit that to kind of make themselves look better and you to look work, and you're going to have to get used to that. But make no mistake, you should not always be used to it. There is a time to have righteous indignation and stand up and go, hey, you're an idiot. Let me explain. Or you're being an idiot. I mean, you probably don't want to always call people names, but there's even a time to call people's names. Hi, I'm Arusha Pires, host of a new podcast called Investing with IBD. Here are a few snippets from the conversations that we're having. Ah, Facebook, you know, it's coming back. I was really treating it as a counter trend kind of stock. You have these really fast moving stocks. You want to have a little bit slower moving stocks yeah, also definitely. in your portfolio. What Bill observed after sitting through many market corrections is that the market will come down, but you need to wait a few days and see if there's going to be continued power. And that's where he came up with the follow through day concept. One of the most interesting things is, you know, utilities have actually been very, very strong over the last 52 weeks. The work that we've done on yield curve inversion suggests that after the yield curve inverts over the next year, utility performance is actually not that good. Come join the conversation on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. How would you feel a year from now if your hairline is continuing to recede like it is now? Well, first off, it's not. It's my forehead that is protruding. <laughs> Let's get that straight in case any of the lovely ladies so are listening. So you don't want... Is your nightmare waking up and a bald spot has popped up or you look and you're like, wait, now, do you think most guys turn to weird solutions or nothing when they can turn to medicine science? What do you think the average balding guy does? I think he spends a lot of money trying to fix it. A lot of money. Do you think it works in general? No. 
So one of my sponsors, I don't know if you've seen this forhims.com company. They're kind of like a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness. See, if you get your hair fixed, Zach, which will happen if you have wellness. a full head of hair. <laughs> That comes natural. <laughs> this is Zach's opinion. So what hymns, what they do, they do it scientifically. They think baldness can be optional. They work with real doctors and medical grade solutions. I think that's what you need. Medi- and you need some anxiety pills. <laughs> medical grade solutions a lot better than the uh, the liquid I've been dumping on my head for the last 12 Zach's years. Been doing castor oil from like the 1840s. <laughs> Well-known generic equivalents. All right. So there's well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions. So would you take a generic? It's a lot cheaper usually. It's about the same. But, Zach, have you tried snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements? Uh, not by those names specifically. <laughs> you have. But- okay. So for Hims has prescription solutions backed by science. And there's no doctor visits and all that stuff, no waiting rooms. It's easy answer a few questions, doctor's review, and then you can work with a doctor directly for a prescription. Um, and then they ship them to you. So that sounds a lot better than the dino DNA I've been rubbing on my scalp every morning in the dinosaur shower. DNA. Zach's tried everything. He's put, <laughs> I've seen you rubbing my dog's hair on your own hair. Well, I read German that. Shep- he's like, German shepherds have a lot of hair. Maybe I can get some. I read that recipe <laughs> in an old wives tale book. <laughs> it was it's called figured, old wives yeah. tale. Anyway, so order now. Um, I got for hymns to give my listeners a trial month of for hymns for just five dollars today. So while supplies last. So you can go to their websites for full details. This will cost you hundreds of dollars if you went to a doctor or pharmacy. So Zach, you better go too. Go to this website, forhims.com slash tie my name. So I'm gonna spell it out. F O R H I M S dot com slash T A I. Forhims.com slash tie. Five bucks. You better do it because you've been whining way too much about hair. Zach's Tinder ratio, he's convinced, is going down. His his acceptance ratio of his, his It's Tinder true. Ra- when I post pictures and you can see the thinning, there's just not as many matches. <laughs> like that's how I know that's women what lie. Sucks about it. It's a good thing you don't play in the NBA, because when you play in the NBA, that camera's up high. <laughs> yeah. Coming down up Carlos and when you sweat, to shoe side. When your hair's all sweaty, you can see the thinness even more. <laughs> <laughs> in front of that, millions that of people. Making it to the NBA. That's why I won't go swimming All in public. Right, try for him, Zach, and listeners. Try the uh, $5 for the first month, trial month. And uh, we're going to we're gonna maybe sure we should test this, see what your ratio before and after on Tinder is. I'll do it. All right. I'm good for that. It's talking to um, Dr. David Buss one of my mentors, and uh, you hear me talking a lot about him. You know, humans have adapted to have certain emotions. One of those is rage. One of those is revenge. One of those is anger, right? Well, guess what? They evolved for a reason, and people who used them did better, or else they would have been drowned out of the DNA pool, the gene pool. And so there's a reason to say to people, look, knock it off. There's a reason... Even sometimes to have rage, you know? There was a guy who worked for me who told a story about his longtime girlfriend. He's like, I knocked her out. And it was in a room. There was like 20 people there. And we all turned like, what? Like, if that's true, why would you tell this story publicly? And it sounded horrible. He's like, yeah, I choked her out. And it sounded like domestic abuse. But then he said, 
I was like, what are you talking about? I, it was overheard him talking to someone else. He said, oh yeah, my daughter from another marriage had told me, she was like three years old, had said, you know, the girlfriend, your girlfriend, she mean to, she's mean to me. She hurts me when you're not around. And the dad, this man said, he didn't believe his daughter. He was like, what? No, she doesn't. You're just making it up. And he said he walked around the corner one time and saw his fiance pulling his daughter out of the car so hard, yanking her that she that the daughter was like being dragged on concrete and hitting her head and serious chance of brain damage. And he said he just got in such a rage, he just basically knocked this woman out that he was dating. I'm not justifying violence. What I'm saying is that humans respond. And when you respond appropriately, it's just and it's fair, even though sometimes it may be harsh. Again, that's probably not the way you want to do it, you know. But to there, when I grew up, there was a certain train of thought that the best thing to do is always turn the other cheek, which, you know, is a religious thing. And, and I'm respecting people's religions. But in my life experience, it's an imbalanced approach to what you need to do. And you need to learn. Because the reason I'm recording this is a lot of you listen to me because you want to become more successful. And I'm telling you that the path of success is a path fraught with landmines and trial and tribulations and people betraying you and people talking about you. And you won't experience this if you're not successful. I remember when I wasn't that successful and I would hear like, rappers or music talking about my haters. And I remember thinking, haters? I don't have any haters. And I didn't have haters. Why didn't I have haters? Well, easy. I wasn't doing big things. And so you may not have haters yet, but I'm preparing you for the day that it will come. And it may come for some of you sooner than you think. And you need to take a balanced approach. Flip the coin. Flip the coin. If it's heads, respond. If it's tails, let it go. It's okay. It's actually wise to have some injustice. Just take it. Grin and bear it. Because or else you're going to have people lead you down a path where you're spending all your energy trying to convince idiots. And as Alan Nation, one of my mentors, told me, he said, Ty, don't try to teach a pig to fly. You can't do it. And it bothers the pig. (laughs) But like I said... I took that to too much of an extreme in the past of my life. And I remember just being much, much too nice and too forgiving and too passive. I actually think, you know, not to get too philosophical, but I think one of the reasons that two family marriages do better is because usually people marry somewhat complimentary people, meaning a quiet person marries a loud person or there's usually complimentary set of skills to a happy marriage. And so one person's nicer. One person represents the tail flip and one person represents the head flip, which is the angry parent, you know, in my family, like my stepdad, he was a big dude. He was six foot. What was he? Six foot seven. 280 pounds. He could pick a man up and throw him. I've seen him like toss him like in a movie. And my mom, of course, was not aggressive like that. And I remember playing in a basketball game in it. And um, I was kind of like, 
talking crap to the center on the other team the whole time. And out of the blue at halftime, I didn't even see it as I was walking to the locker room. I get to the locker room, everyone's like, did you see that? And I go, no, I didn't see what? I said, this center from the other team was running across while you had your back to him and was going to punch you in the back of the head as you walked to the locker room, Ty. And I was like, really? I said, what happened? How come I didn't get punched? They said, your stepdad saw it, jumped out of the crowd, ran across the court and intercepted the guy. And the center was a big guy. He was probably like 6'3 or something. But my stepdad was a big power lifter and he was six foot seven and almost 300 pounds, could squat 700 pounds. And that's an example where you want the yin and the yang. You need some yang. Yang represents that tough energy. You know, I'm afraid to say genders. I'm not going to say genders, but the tougher energy. And sometimes the tougher person is the wife or the girlfriend, you know, for sure. It's not always male or female, but within yourself, as you go forward in life and success and business and making money, you have to have some yin and yang inside of you. And you can't always be yin and passive and turn the other cheek. And, but you can't always be yang. And it's funny, you know, yin and yang is this ancient Eastern concept and the Bible has this, you know, also old, wise, multi-millennia advice. But modern science talks about something called game theory. You may have heard of that. Nash was a scientist. There's a movie that Russell Crowe plays, this John Nash scientist who wins a Nobel Prize for economics and game theory. And game theory is, is understanding that as you do one thing, another thing happens. And you can't just always be nice and you can't always be mean. You just got to be both. So be both. Let some things pass and don't let other things pass. Okay. So I hope that helps. Uh, Mentor box, you know, it's a cool business. For those of you, I didn't post the video as an advertisement for Mentor Box, but it's seven bucks a month if you want to do it. It's like the Netflix of books and book summaries, but it's not regular book summaries. It's the authors teaching it. Book summaries kind of suck. Just remember that. Book summaries are usually outsourced to some person in India or some junior, you know, junior college person paying 10 bucks an hour. You don't want to read that because that's not as good as the book. So what we do is we just ask the author, will you teach your own book? Because who knows their own book better than the author themselves? So you can check out Mental Box if you want. Anyway, talk to you later. Hi, I'm Arusha Pires, host of a new podcast called Investing with IBD. Here are a few snippets from the conversations that we're having. Facebook, you know, it's coming back. I was really treating it as a counter trend kind of stock. You have these really fast moving stocks. You want to have a little bit slower moving stocks yeah, also definitely. in your portfolio. What Bill observed after sitting through many market corrections is that the market will come down, but you need to wait a few days and see if there's going to be continued power. And that's where he came up with the follow through day concept. 
One of the most interesting things is, you know, utilities have actually been very, very strong over the last 52 weeks. The work that we've done on yield curve inversion suggests that after the yield curve inverts, over the next year, utility performance is actually not that good. Come join the conversation on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.